your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to uh, Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Spencer Halsey in here with me, as she is once uh, about a month, otherwise known as Miss Photon. Are we... Are you pretty well known as Miss Photon? Uh, no. But That's just your own thing? That's just my own thing. Now, did somebody give you that nickname, or did you give it to yourself? Because that's cheating. You can't give yourself a nickname. It is a username that I use on. Oh, okay. So, so that is that is how I, I use it as it's my your, login. It's your AOL handle? It's my AOL. Did Instant you have a, are you do you know what AIM is AOL Instant Messenger? Yes. Did you, okay. I've, I've seen memes. I never used it. You've but never used it. Okay. Because that was memes. like... That was huge, right? Ah, probably like right around my college days, and then right after, I would say, probably a little bit after. Um, a good way of like communicating without actually having to communicate with people. <laughs> for those introverts, it was great for introverts. Um, Bring AOL back. There we go. Right. A new campaign. Well, we kind of have it. I mean, we, you and I talk on on Messenger, uh-huh. which is, I mean, it's the same thing. It's just not its own. It's you know embedded inside Facebook. All right, so if you don't know, Spencer is the UW Lacrosse Outreach Specialist. Essentially, I just I just think of you as like science camp woman. That's me. Like you run science camp. You should, in fact, change the name to the position to science camp woman. Although if a guy, if you left and a guy applied for the position, it would be hard for him. It's kind of like the the new like Queen Elizabeth. Oh yeah, passing away and then now the, we have the Queen Charles. Right? Yeah, this now guy it's can't Queen be Charles. King Charles. That yeah. just doesn't sound he right. T- he's taking over as Queen. Um, his first job ever too. So I, I <laughs> saw fun- years in. Or- I saw I saw that funny meme like uh, what is he? Yeah, he's seventy eight years old and and don't give up on your dreams because anyone you could all King King Charles just accomplished just got his first <laughs> job at seventy eight years old. Um, Pour one out for King Charles. All right. So, you know, we could talk about some of the camps you're running here in a little bit, but mm-hmm. some of the things on the docket here, and I started to make this list, and then now I have two lists going. <laughs> um, nuclear fusion, we're almost there. No, I'm just... Yeah, we're first stage of three or eight, depending on how you break it down. I guess you, you summed it up best. Birds, bees, and Battlestar Galactica. Yes. But I don't know where Battlestar Galactica comes into this. Space. Just space in general. It's just space. What we're not doing any Battlestar Galactica, like because you were just giving me Game of Drake. Is it Game of Dragons? Game what is of, Game of Thrones? It's Game of Thrones, but the new show. Uh, House of Dragons. House, House of, of Dragons. Dragon. Yeah, House yes. of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. I don't watch it. Wu Tang Clan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's just. Gonna... <laughs> um, but you were giving me some analogies there, uh-huh. so I thought. Oh, maybe you have some analogies from Battlestar Galactica, but oh, we're not there. Maybe yet. I, maybe we do. We could come we up with something because yeah. I think everyone will relate to Battlestar Galactica. I think, um, and a lot of people can relate because. Uh, but we have Game of Thrones dragon news. That what uh, happens when scientists get bored? Yeah, that's kind of how you put stuff. that. So amazing it, stuff happens. <laughs> and and a couple times ago when you were on, we did this with the Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, there's a scene where a, a jet that you know, big cargo jet, takes off for for about ten minutes, and that's that's another one where the scientists got bored and go, wait a minute, this jet's been taking off for ten minutes. How long is this runway? Um, there are many articles about it. It's and that's what I thought of when I was watching the movie. I'm like, I'm gonna Google this. Yep, so much. So other people are thinking about this. Reddit is perfect for stuff like that too, as well. Um, 
I don't know if we'll get into it, but the U of Michigan, uh, $18.5 million to build what's called the Zeus laser. Oh, yeah. We're going to make giant Swiss cheese with a giant laser. Now, Zeus is the god of lightning. lightning. Is he? I just well, watched like... the new Thor movie. So oh, yeah. Was that Zeus, that was with, Zeus the with the lightning bolt? bolt. Okay. I, so I think of him now instead of, you know, tough guy Zeus. I think of like old fat, whatever the. That's what the Greek gods really wanted. That we, we have come full circle to what the Greek gods actually look like. They were eating grapes all the time. Yeah, you know? like, I mean, you can't eat that many drinking grapes. Drinking wine. Um, all right. Nuclear fusion, Game of Thrones, Zeus laser. I don't know if we'll get into it. Are we going to the, the stupid moon rocket like NASA can't blast a, a rocket? First of all, we haven't been to the moon since like this, the early 80s, late 70s. Put a man on the moon anyway. And we've only gone to the moon and put an object down there like twice in the, and since then. But now we're going to what you said to me before the show. We're going to build a, a base up there so that we can. We it's, are. It's like a rest to, stop. We are looking to commercialize the moon. Uh, that is like almost verbatim from NASA. So how are we going to make money off the moon? I mean, there is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about this exact thing and now it's a total recall yep. have you seen total recall uh, nope because they they live on mars that mars is a is a planet and then they inhabit it and you can't go anywhere on mars you have to be enclosed everything is enclosed so um there's also a, a three-breasted alien in the movie too so just throwing that out there <laughs> that's also in hitchhiker's guide of the galaxy so i wonder if that's a reference the three-breasted thing yes. or the going no, living part. on mars oh, okay yeah that's that's like science I think fiction. Yeah, I think it's just some guy, some guy writer got in there. And, <laughs> um, all right. So, oh, and then climate. Oh, we, yeah. We all. I want to. I probably want to bring up climate situations every time you come in here. It's just. It's a very interesting timeline to 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 watch to to watch unfold and watch scientists just get more and more disheartened every time we discover something new. Yes. Yeah, climate change. Woo. It's hard to fathom that. Um, stuff that we're doing to the earth is hurting the earth and making it less inhabitable. And somehow that's controversial that we should stop doing the things that make the earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would that be controversial? It is. Uh, we all should be able to get together and go, you know what? This, uh, it's getting, it's getting harder. It's getting hotter. It's getting harder to live. I think one of the, the just the weirdest parts is uh, geologists and paleontologists can measure uh, eras by like stratification in rocks, right? The layers in rocks, uh, and the Anthropocene, the human era, is marked by a plastic layer. That is our mark. We have left plastic, like the um, era of when the asteroid hit the surface of Earth, left a like carbon burn layer, and we leave plastic. And so, what what are we leaving to future generations if we you know melt the ice and leave plastic behind? So. This got me. This got me thinking because we're going to have some congressional or some assembly, some state legislature debates, and I was thinking we could do this on the air right now. So if they're listening, they could. This would be like cheating for the test. <laughs> what would be? And we'll we'll go to break so we can come back. But what would be some good questions to ask? Maybe like a U.S. House rep when it comes to the environment. When it comes to because I was thinking of this the other day, and I was like, man, everyone's going to talk about weed like legalizing weed, abortion, inflation. And I was like, man, I'd throw him a curveball if he just asked some kind of plastic question. Because <laughs> in Wisconsin, we have the, the – Scott Walker was governor. We had the bag ban, plastic bag ban ban. So communities are banned from banning plastic bags. Like we can't do it here in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's, we made a law to 
ban the ability to ban plastic bags, which just seems ludicrous to me. But anyway, so think of, think of, if you think of any along those terms, good question to ask maybe even a state rep or a, a, a U.S. House rep or a Senate rep. Anyway, we gotta we got to take a break. We'll be back with UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator, Ms. Photon, Spencer Halsey. Is this the 80s song? I think 90s. 90s? 90s. Oh, man, maybe it is 80s or 70s. Oh, my gosh. It's got, I a, don't know. It's got an old feel. Also, are there no, like, late 2000s, 2000, not late 2000s, that wouldn't have happened yet, like 2000, 2020 science songs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really a science song, though. No, but it? it's a fun one. Okay. It's this just is just what song. you're into. Oh, yeah. I just like to get get excited and dance. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Spencer Halsey is the UW Lacrosse Outreach Specialist. Uh, are you a year into that yet? Yeah. As a matter of fact, year and I and just half? hit my year anniversary. Actually, I will hit my year anniversary in exactly... One day. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. Oh, we should have had you on tomorrow. Then we could have celebrated. Um, but good luck. Good luck with that. One year in, are you ready to give it up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having fun. Um, all right. So I have. I see your calendar of events. We can. We can. We can do this real quick. Real quick. Oh, but what? I don't know what this represents. Are these like camps for kids, or are these things that are happening at UWL that people can go and attend? Both. Okay. Yeah. So the first one is actually for adults. Uh, it is the Encaustic Painting Program. We're hosting uh, the weekend after Valentine's Day. So couples, if you're looking for something to do, uh, come and make weird art. Uh, it's like hot wax art. Uh, and it actually looks really fun. So we are working with one of a, a local professor, Carissa, I'm sorry, local teacher, Carissa Brudos, to actually host this event. Um, and it's really popular, and I'd absolutely recommend checking it out. Uh, a couple other ones that are the science camps is the hands-on science. That is July 12th and 13th of next year. That is one of my favorites. I've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, that is for 5th uh, and 6th graders. Uh, and it is, I mean, I guess we can go a little older. 7th graders can also attend um, where they actually come to a two-day science camp. The There is a new one to help Is it a sleepover or is it a... No, no it's just okay. a... Uh, just a day visit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A uh, couple more we have is a, a high schooler. So if you have a high schooler who is looking at applying to college, well, gosh darn it, we're a college. We can help with that. Uh, we would like to help them write their college applications by actually working with our admissions department to produce that. So we have a camp for students next July who might be interested. Uh, two more. We have the Science and Math Expo, which teachers, this is for teachers. You can register your students to come present just really fun science projects like what's the favorite pizza of Wisconsin squirrels and how quickly can you kill houseplants. Uh, those are my two favorites. And then finally in September, we have a robotics camp. So next September, next September, next September uh, we'll be doing a robotics camp. And it seems kind of funny to talk about stuff that's happening in July when we, when it like we just passed July, what are you talking about? But uh, for the camps, a lot of the stuff, and we we do this every time, is you you got to register super duper early. Well, actually, for most of these, we'll be opening up registration for uh, in February first. So that'll be the yeah, which day. to me feels super duper early. Yeah, it's it's very early. Is that is that because uh, it's so popular, or because you? I mean, to me, if you're if everyone's if it fills up pretty fast, does it fill up pretty fast? Oh yeah, hands on science fills up with like two weeks. I mean, that was eighty students. 
I mean, it was just filled right. up. Well, then just have two more days. Like, can't you just do it again? Like, oh, that's definitely something I want to look into. Okay. So we uh, we're we're adding more camps, like yeah. kids culinary that had it used to be like eighty, and then we had to reduce it. Um, it filled up in two days. I mean, it was one of our most popular camps. Kids okay. come and cook food. All right. So what on this list do you want to talk about first? I don't want to talk about the Doomsday Glacier yet. So I'll just I'll I'll move that to the bottom of the list. But um. Do we do we want to like okay? Can you just explain to me how NASA can't get their bleep together to shoot a rocket to the moon? Like what what is going on? Okay, so the Artemis mission has been delayed, delayed, delayed. Okay, first of all, why are we going? Can you explain why NASA suddenly wants to go to the moon now? Because I feel like we've been there, done that. Uh, so I, I think well, there's a couple different reasons. I think NASA's official reasoning is. Commercial and international partners to establish a long-term presence on the moon so that they want to build a base on the moon so that we can use it as a launching point to go to Mars. Uh, There's a couple different reasons for that uh, because in space terms, the moon is actually pretty close. It's about, oh, shoot, uh, 398 thousand miles away. I don't remember. It's it's not that far in terms of space. Um, But, oh, yeah, 300,000. It's it's a long drive. It's a long drive. Because when you say 392 miles, I was like, I could do that in a car. Sorry, I guess. But two, now it's 100,000, 200,000. Now it's 300,000 three, 300,000. Yeah, sorry about that. Giving a guess, four years old. But it's also easier to launch things. It's got a much uh, you know, smaller mass. It's, it's so bouncier. It's, it's bouncier. It's bouncier a little bit. Yeah, it's bouncier. And All right, so, but also you you mentioned before the break we want to commercialize it, so we're going to put a Chick-fil-A up there. <laughs> we're going to put a Chick-fil-A. If the lines are as long as they were for the lacrosse one, they're going to need that full 300,000 miles. I can't go a whole show without mentioning Chick-fil-A and the stupid drive through line. But, um, okay, so first of all, it, it's going to be a wayside to get to the moon. Not really, a, kind of a wayside mm-hmm. to get, or to get to, to Mars. Mars. Why are we always going to Mars? Like, can we go, like, is Venus, why not Venus? Venus the other direction, is towards the sun. Why not Venus? Well, so Venus has an atmospheric pressure that will just destroy anything that gets, like, within it. Mars has the most potential, like, most interesting potential for terraforming out of all the terrestrial planets. Um, and that's it. Does it, or is it just the closest? It's... Probably, I mean... Do we really know? Like, Neptune's too far away? Neptune's, Neptune's a little far away, uh, and they're also, you know, gas... I mean, they have a solid core, but good luck getting there. Also, Mars has got, like, this cool history to it, right? Like, it's it's always been our, our you know, our goal to get there eventually. And, and Venus is hot. And Venus Mercury is hot. sad. Mercury's way too hot. Oh, yeah. Um, Jupiter's... Too big? Got that big red spot on it. Who knows what that is? Yeah, Probably. I hope it's not, you know, communicable. Contag- <laughs> But Mars just seems like, eh, where should we go? Which planet? Well, the one right there. It's the closest one. But is it also most obviously because it's the closest one? It's the most similar to what what we have here. Uh, in- it, yes, and as far as atmosphere is concerned, I mean Venus is actually like our sister planet in uh, in terms of size, mm-hmm. but uh, Mars is definitely more attainable. Okay, so. it just doesn't seem it still doesn't seem attainable because we can't even launch a rocket off the Earth. This never seems to happen. Like why? It's just like we, that. We can't. All of a sudden, we have all kinds of problems launching things to to all, from NASA. Like the rocket is is three different times now. I believe we've <laughs> had least, fueling problems. At least I think uh, they have it now for September twenty seventh, and the backup date for that is October second. So or, don't hold your breath. Or maybe they screw up all the time, but we care about this one because 
this is we're putting we're going back to the moon and that's why we care and then th- this happens all the time but we never care because they're throwing a satellite up in the air well i mean ultimately i'm glad they're taking whatever precautions they are because we don't want another challenger right that's the avoid yeah. that uh, 1985 that's when that happened 1985 i i find that particularly interesting my personal favorite physicist richard Feynman, was like the big guy behind figuring out why that exploded for those of you who don't know the challenger exploded because of hydrogen freezing o-rings causing them to crack so it's very small things um that you have to be able to catch and luckily they're catching almost every small thing that could go wrong with the artemis yeah and they're probably just being overly cautious but i think maybe we're just paying attention maybe this happens all the time but we don't care when nasa sends up a rocket to go fix a satellite or some some jazz like that Mm. and we just a minor rocket well i mean because we just like it's not interesting we're just well i mean in that (laughs) regard but if the rocket doesn't fire it doesn't launch but jeff bezos just shot up a rocket i think today or yesterday that that uh didn't quite make it either so yeah it was that launch pad was uh rough afterwards it's It's gotta be nice to just be able to be like i have so much money that uh, i'm just gonna want to shoot stuff into space i'm gonna just try it um and then and then to have our government subsidize it it's great Great job. Um, all right. So, rocket you know what to the does moon. flying better? Birds. Birds can do going to space a little better than rockets. No, I don't think birds would be very good in space. You don't think so? I mean, they get closer than we did with uh, Artemis. Well, they that is true. But once they get to space, they're going to have the same problem that you or I would have in that we would expand and blow up or freeze or oh, all of it. Not be able to breathe. That's that's where you're. That's where you're, there's actually birds on the moon right now. <laughs> that's that is fact science fact have Heard we brought birds first. to space i don't think so just no. dogs they seem brittle dogs and and chimpanzees right yes um and, and probably tardigrades. tardigrades and probably some insects or something i bet we brought a jar of worms up there or something like that oh for like compost <laughs> composting we got to bring <laughs> compost to the moon so that we can fertilize the soil so we can use it when we get up there and commercialize it yeah you but gotta then, make money but then we'll have probably like fertilization problems but all right, so you wanted to talk about this. You, you're trying to like subtly, segue. not so subtly, segue into birds, not in space, but in Australia. Yes. Well, same thing. I, I just, I really want to talk about this because I think it's hilarious. Australia has a real problem with an arms race, arms race versus birds. Um, so this is something that Australia has happened time and time again. They get into war with birds. One of the most infamous was the Emu War, uh, where they lost. They lost. Um, but this one... Emu is not a bird. No, yeah, I guess it like is. It's like an ostrich. I was just going to say, this is the second time this week we've talked about emus. Do you know the emu story in lacrosse? There's a, there was one loose? Yes. Yeah. That's what we... So I had a sheriff's candidate on on uh, the other day, and we talked. I always got to bring it up with the sheriff's department, because they had to have one of their deputies kind of wrangle an emu. So, so Australia has had an emu problem. So the thing that we had in West Salem a couple... Well, last... I think last summer... Uh, that just happens all the time in Australia, where they got to chase down emus <laughs> oh, or yeah, ostriches. Oh yeah, they have like the army, like the military, having to respond to it and and losing. Emus are smart and fast, and apparently they don't care to be shot. They'll just keep going. So. Oh good. Yep, they're uh, they're the actual cockatoos seem more manageable. Why? Yeah. Why is cock- is this is this problem in Australia worse? Uh, so cockatoos are so where emus are just like. So strong they can't be stopped. Well, Cockatoos are I smart. I mean, think of an ostrich, right? A giant bird, mm-hmm. like it could be like six feet tall. I think, at right? least, yes. Um, very annoying. But cockatoos aren't big at all, right? Like they're they're not. No, they're like chickens. I don't know. Is, is that chicken sized? About 
Well, so yeah, like I mean, I'm comparing it to an. Uh, I'm comparing it to if I had a thousand ostriches running around my town, that would be problematic. But if I had a thousand cockatoos running around, I don't. That's I mean, not as problematic. But what is the problem? So cockatoos are are breaking into things, particularly trash cans. They are like the raccoons of the bird world. <laughs> okay. Uh, but so they keep setting up. Uh, different traps and different preventative measures to like lock trash can lids. Uh, you know, raccoons ultimately aren't smart enough to pick a lock, but the same is not true of cockatoos. And so they've been an arms race trying to build more and more inventive, harder to crack locks so the parrots stop breaking into the trash cans. And so it's just been escalating because as they introduce new locks, the parrots can crack the code and open the trash can anyways. And so that's just what's been happening in Australia. And I think it's hilarious. Why are there so, why are there so many is there too many cockatoos are we doing something over there wrong where we have a cockatoo population problem like we have we have we have a pigeon problem here some some would say where we're introducing um food that makes pigeons unable to reproduce we've done that in the past here Oh that's oh to like limit the numbers Yeah to limit the number of pigeons that grow that you know reproduce here in lacrosse so maybe they have that and you don't know I don't that, that I don't know, but I have a guess. Uh, cockatoos would probably I mean they are traditionally very amicable around humans. They can get along with humans. They are the pigeons of Australia, a little bit cooler, um, and you know they they find food and they know there's food in trash cans and there's fun things to play with. So they dig into trash cans. Birds terrible pets, right? That's yeah, my opinion. Cock- par- parrots are not good pets. Not great because not great. they're cool, but they're they live. Like they live years. really long. Yeah, they live, <laughs> Think they live about it, like, forever. Because I, I had someone that, that posted a picture of it. They found a kitten, right? And they were like, should I post it on you know, Instagram or whatever it was? Should I keep this kitten? It just wandered here. It's like we're, we're out. It's, it's a stray cat, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, do you have 20 years to spare? Because like, this will be a 20-year commitment if you want to keep this kitten. Not that they should just let the kitten go, but the idea of keeping a cat uh birds like a parrot if a parrot wanders in you'd be like oh should i keep this baby parrot okay well it's gonna outlive you (laughs) yeah it's gonna it's gonna be able to you know break into your room at night because it'll break your lock and it'll watch you when you sleep it'll speak words i mean it's a lot different than a cat very smart 608-785-7914 we'll be back after this All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Getting a couple of texts. I don't know if these are related, but Heather texted in and said there was a. Tra- this was seven minutes ago. There's a traffic backup on Highway 53 going towards Holman just before the Menards exit. So a traffic backup, and I don't know if this is related, but Uber guy who's on my text line as Uber guy says he's texting from the Chick Fil A line right now. But is he in the line backed up 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 to Highway 53? I know it's going the opposite direction, but. You never know with these with these uh, Chick Fil A lines. It backs up to the moon. That's it how backs far. up to the moon. Two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles to the moon. If anyone wants to just remember that, because sometime at some point you'll be at some dinner party or something. You'd be like, by the way, did you know the moon is two hundred? That stuff irrelevant. Stuff like that now because we have phones. But in the in like the nineties and before that, knowing that would have made you cool. Yeah. What fun facts can you know now that are still considered cool? Yeah, you what, can't just immediately Google. And we don't have any of those. But yeah, you would have to have some kind of weird. I mean, could it be? Could it be along the lines of knowing whether or not dragons can fly? 
because Game of Thrones, right? But yeah. Game of Thrones, and then the new show that's that's out on one of what HBO. Um, what is it? Game of the no House of the Dragon. <laughs> Game of the House of the Dragon Throne. <laughs> Game of the House Dragon Throne. Um, because you can't just Google this. You have it, to have like a degree in physics to figure it out, but to read it, it's well, just fun. You you mean somebody had to have a degree? Yes. And then somebody had to write the article. But then you have to be able to like read the article, kind of understand it. So I had the Onalaska mayor in here yesterday, and she she mentioned to me she wanted to talk about their upcoming budget and levies. And I start to like just kind of, and she goes, you know, she's like, Rick, pay attention, like because you just kind of drift off when you start talking about oh the budget and the levies and just start because I don't I can't relate I don't understand it all. But then she came on and talked about how. There's a levy limit, and they can't raise taxes. The state imposes that, but inflation's at 6%. And she, she explained it so succinctly. I was like, oh, I understand. Thank you for that. And then we didn't talk about it anymore, but at least that was enough. So you gotta take you got to take the Game of Thrones dragon house <laughs> and, and be able, can dragons fly. you got to be able to like you read the article, read whatever the physicist wrote, and then that, this is on you now. Mm-hmm, all right. Be able to explain... All right, Spencer, can dragons fly? I mean, obviously, we don't have dragons. We never, I don't think we had, we had dinosaurs. I guess we kind of had dragons, if you want to say, like a pterodactyl was maybe a dragon. That starts with a P, a pterodactyl. Pterodactyl, pterosaur. Um, Catacodalus, a personal favorite. Um, but but why, like how prevalent would, would it be for dragons to fly here? Uh, so on Earth, nope, they couldn't do it. The Game of Thrones dragons, way too much. Uh, they would not be able to fly uh, without extremely large, like impossibly large muscles. And so this kind of research really pulls together. This is why science was created. They pulled together biology, uh, physics, atmospheric sciences to dis- determine can the dragons, as rendered in Game of Thrones, actually fly on Earth? Is there a, is there a season for science? Is like, like the NFL season is starting right now. Right before the NFL season started, we just had baseball in terms of sports talk. Mm -hmm. You used to be a sports journalist. So, like, the July, the month of July is kind of like sports offseason. Baseball plays 162 games a year. So, in the middle of July, they're in the middle of their season. We have nothing to talk about. So, in baseball, we start, or in July, we start just coming up with just boneheaded things to talk about. (laughs) How to fix baseball. Like, only have uh, three guys hit or make it a one-out inning or how to fix football, get rid of kickers, uh, how, to, how to fix basketball, make the rim bigger, or something uh. like that. Is there a science season where you scientists go, you know what, I'm pretty bored. I'm going to try to figure out whether or not dragons can fly. I think this is a, a 2 a.m. in the morning season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I would. so summertime is when the grant funding flows, so I guess this is a winter season. You sit, you sit cooped up in your apartment and you're watching Game of Thrones. So this alone is kind of like science off season right now, science in the middle of summer. So it's summer's grant season. Perfect. So this is actually like peak science research. So this person must have not got a grant. <laughs> they right. got left I mean, also the show just came out, the so they're probably thinking, out. you know what? Although Game of Thrones, that show's been out for quite that a one's while. Done, so. Actually, the new yeah. one, the new one. Is yeah, this person now. just lost their lost, lost their, their grant. grant. <laughs> <laughs> they're very so they calculated the weight of a of a uh, dragon by comparing the heights of the actors to the dragon at its peak height. Uh, this is the stuff I love. And then they calculated the the weight uh, and how much strength it would require. And what they determined is that. Uh, combining with how fire spreads 
in that world is that the atmosphere of wherever this occurs must be more dense to allow the dragon to take off. All right. Well, so, so what is more dense means what? It has more... It has either different elements that are heavier, so it has more oxygen than it does hydrogen. Like, our um, atmosphere is mostly nitrogen, my favorite element. Uh, they're like, that wouldn't quite work. We need heavier, more dense, more compact elements. Oh, if there was more oxygen in the air, the fire would spread easier? Yep. The, and if, if there, was... there was more oxygen in the air, I would be lighter? Uh, you would feel a difference. Um, it, it would be, shoot, it's it's not just oxygen, though. It's also argon, which is a very heavy one. And that See, would we're be what allow you. We're getting into the weeds. So it's just, you could change the atmosphere to make yourself feel lighter by making the air hold you up more. Right. Or push you down more, depending on how you look at it. All right. So the, the But the fire fire is a very key thing to determining this. When the dragon breathes fire, they need, they need mm-hmm. that aspect of... To determine whether or not, because if you just had the dragon and the size of the people, then they wouldn't be able to determine if the dragon could fly. They kind of need the aspect of fire. Well, so they could determine that there would need to be a density, but there's a lot of different combinations in the atmosphere that would allow that situation to happen. To pinpoint one, they added an extra factors that the fire burns really rapidly, that the likely combination is higher oxygen. So when you see, and I don't remember, the, like the, the, the white-haired princess girl, when she jumps on the dragon, because the dragon's pretty big, mm-hmm. she can do that because it would be kind of like being on the moon. I know there's we're talking atmosphere now, but like she could jump a little bit higher because of what the, the whatever Earth or whatever planet she's on, the, the, the density of, right? Would, yep. would you be able to jump higher in this area? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, it's also possible that the world is a little smaller, so the gravity's less. Oh, and okay. Then, and so like, or am I mixing totally two things? Jump. I mean, there's so many different possibilities for what could cause that. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, if the air was more dense, she would probably get a more superhero jump or less of one because the air would weigh her down more. So she'd have to be able to push against it with her wings, which she doesn't have. Uh, I'm waiting for, for somebody to figure out because dragons breathe fire. They got to store something to blow, to ignite, to shoot out fire. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you see the fire breathers, right? They blow out alcohol out of their mouth to shoot fire. Oh, this is dragons are drunk all the time. Their mouth is full of alcohol. <laughs> right, they're they're drunk all the time. Also, like you just need that one fire arrow right into the dragon's chest where he keeps the the flammable liquid that he shoots out. Like, mm-hmm. and that would be the the you know what is it the Troy Achilles the Achilles heel of the dragon, right? The whatever wherever they store all this stuff. Yeah, that's... Be very protected. All right, we burned out on dragons. <laughs> Let's going from let's we can go from fire breathing dragons to um, earth melting glaciers. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the dragons. They're melting the glaciers. There's too many dragons in Antarctica. All right, Antarctica down there, south right because there's Antarctic. Yep. Are we worried more about Antarctica or Ant- or the Antarctic, the North Pole or the South Pole? Are uh, they kind of melting at the same? Well, so the Antarctic has a lot more ice, which will definitely impact our. Um, Sea levels more. So if you're living in Louisiana or Mississippi, you'd be interested in the, the change in sea level. Uh, but the Arctic is, you know, incredibly biodiverse. It has a lot of animals that are being impacted. So it depends on where you live and what you personally care about as to which end of the earth is. Um, it's not good either way. It's yeah. Both of them are but not we, doing high. When we talk about climate change, we see this stuff happening on the ends of the earth, right? The north and south poles per se i think mm-hmm. the poles move a little bit so um but we see this stuff happen there first and kind of gradually move in mm-hmm. um but 
that's kind of unrelated to what I wanted to talk about is because if you name the stuff awesome like they did here, the Doomsday Glacier, if you name it the Doomsday Glacier, it's going to get headlines. And then when you do a study on it, if you want to, as a scientist, get your name out there, do a study on the Doomsday Glacier being Doomsday, right? Yeah, it definitely earns its a name. It's also known as the Thwaites Glacier, but Doomsday is much more catchy. Yeah, Thwaites A doesn't roll off the tongue. B, spell it, because I don't <laughs> even know how to. T-H-W-A-I-T. Maybe that's a guy's name that, that discovered this glacier. This is a glacier that we've been looking at for decades, right? Like about 30 years they've been studying it. Yeah, it's actually got its own committee of scientists that are focused on this glacier. It's about the size of Florida. It is, um, you know, on on the side of the um, Antarctica continent, um, and it's it's a pretty rapidly changing area of ice. It is kind of like our canary in a coal mine, if you will. It's showing us exactly what happens when ice melts and what scientists are discovering, that it's melting at a faster rate than previously either predicted or measured. So it is not not looking great because it's, I mean, literally the size of Florida is melting faster. And what this means is it'll increase, it could increase um, oceanic levels up to 25 inches. And the timeline of that is not clear because the rate is increasing, but it's not great. They probably have like a minimum time or a maximum timeline, right? Because if it's always increasing, then you would know it's going to melt in 20 years. But also like if this stuff keeps increasing, that that 20 years could be re- pulled back to 10 or 5 or... Yep. Okay, 25, 25 inches? Is that what you said? Yep. 22 inches? I mean, if it, so if it were a, like, if it were all to melt, so which is what they're predicting to happen at some point, if something doesn't change, it would increase sea, le- sea levels 25 inches in certain places. It's important to note sea level doesn't rise evenly. It doesn't just all rise up at once. It, it increases in certain areas due to currents and gravitational pulls. Well, that was kind of my next question, because you, you showed me a map in the break that the bottom half of Louisiana would mm-hmm. not be Louisiana anymore. It'd be the ocean. It would be ocean. Or yeah, the well, Gulf. I, I guess, where's Louisiana? It'd be the Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. Um, but what about, let's just, because we're here, would the Great Lakes rise eventually? Like, would it eventually, because you just said it kind of wouldn't, but like, mm-hmm. would... I don't know if the ocean and the Great Lakes, what kind of <laughs> like, harmony they have. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the biggest impact isn't directly from the glacier, but it would be changes in precipitation uh, that we well, that were, were going to see. That was my next thing. Like <laughs> Florida, Louisiana, already really humid. Yeah. And did the, they just turn into like rainforests at that point? Like <laughs> well, if we didn't live there? It's, it'd be solid, was it saline, saline, salty marsh is what that would become, which is not great. It's not very usable. Yeah, only well, I mean the dolphins would like it, I think. They'd be cool. Some with, dolphins. Like more, more a little ocean. bit more. Well, it'd be interesting terrain for them to to swim through because it would be Louisiana underwater. So. <laughs> yeah, you get to see like, you know, was it Bourbon Street? Like the yeah. dolphins of Bourbon Street. Um Waterworld, have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. Kevin Costner. Or, yes. or like how long before we are Waterworld? Just um I, 100 years? Uh, or 200 years? Optimism. That we're not going to get that far. I just watched it like not that long ago. Um, why why is this thing melting so fast? I mean, just is just the increase in carbon in the atmosphere, greenhouse gases. Well, and- so carbon is one. Methane. So methane gas has increased, and it definitely has a, a very short term, high intensity impact on global temperature. But this particular great glacier is also impacted by 
currents and current changes. So while the gases around the glacier may not be, you know, directly impacted by methane, uh, other locations which have a lot of farm activities and methane producing ones warm up currents near them, that warmer water goes and up to the north because the hot water and the cold water interact in very interesting ways. And that is causing uh, some of the melt. It's not all. It's a, also a general global increase of temperature, but currents are accelerating this particular spot. So it's not so much the glacier being exposed to heat from a, the sun or the atmosphere being hotter. It's everything is hotter and the ocean absorbs all that more than anything mm-hmm. else. So when it's just, when it's, you know, 75 on September 14th in lacrosse, um, the ocean's going to absorb that heat a little bit and and and, yep. and amplify it, I think, more than the air would, right? Yeah, so. it's it's definitely a combination of factors. I mean, it's it's not something that can be pinpointed directly, and it's not something we can immediately like, oh, let's just toss a bunch of ice cubes in this current to stop. But it's definitely part of it, the current. All right, that's Spencer Halsey, the UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator. We'll be back after this. All right, we're just going to wrap up here with UW Lacrosse Outreach Coordinator Spencer Halsey, Miss Photon, soon to be Mrs. Photon, so she's going to have to change her handle. <laughs> um, I, I do want to bring this up. Uber guy texted, he got in the Chick-fil-A line at 517 and got out of the Chick-fil-A line at 552. Whoa. And that was, uh, he just got out of it a couple of minutes ago. So Talk um, about time dilation. 35-minute wait. And he said at least, at le- he did have fun listening to you to you, you know, talk about uh, all the nonsense that we were talking about. So we're <laughs> glad that you were entertained, Chick-fil-A guy. Uh, <laughs> now, Uber guy. No, you're going to change. I'm going to change you to Chick-fil-A guy. Chick-fil-A guy, yeah. Um, all right. So, like, we kind of have, like, rapid fire. We've done this the last couple of times. Mm-hmm. So wh- what rapid fire science stuff could we talk about? All right. So first off, Earth, we it has an age. It's about 4.5 billion years old. I just, there you go. That's for your back pocket. Um, the sun is about 5 billion years old and is about halfway through its lifespan. It will soon, in about 5 billion years, run out of stuff to fuse and will turn into a red giant and then a white dwarf. Uh, a light year is a measure of uh, distance, not time. It works out to be about 6 trillion miles. It is how far light can travel in one year. And I guess finally... The moon is 238,000 miles from the Earth, just for... I was just going to remember that one. Yeah, I think we can. What was on the that first one? one? Uh, the Earth, the is, Earth is four and a half billion. Four and a half billion years old. So it's not two thousand twenty-two years old. It is four point five billion years old. We we do this a lot, especially when I'm talking politics. We just kind of round up the number. Like once you get to billions, and then also trillions, you can't just decimal point five point four point five billion because we're leaving millions of years. Could you imagine? Like we can add more. We can add more to that. It's four. Point five four three billion. Because imagine, closer? imagine if we you, you're twenty five years old, right? Like mm-hmm. just, but you're not twenty five years old. You're this many seconds years old. You're this many seconds old, and then you just you you. I'm four point seven minutes old, or whatever it is. <laughs> Round that, it. To yeah, seconds. yeah. You just okay. That's enough. That's all we got. Thanks, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Bye.